because I envy your normal life. Put the gun down, David. It seems that envy is my sin. Oh, what's in the box? My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we, we are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 61, and in this episode, we are going to be discussing the crime, drama, psychological, thriller, horrors in there somewhere, (laughs) film from 1995 starring Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt, Gwyneth Paltrow, Kevin Spacey, Seven. I know, right? Like There's a million people. (laughs) How how many big names can you get in this? Yeah, it... uh, this is my only my second time seeing this movie. It's been a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. Same. Since I've seen this movie. And it was fun to start the year off with it because it's not... Traditionally, I would say a lot of people would not consider this a horror movie. Interesting. Like, I in, mean, it's definitely drama. Yeah. It's, crime drama. Yes, definitely. But, you know, I actually watched this... Brad doesn't watch a lot of movies with me mm-hmm. because he doesn't like horror. Mm-hmm. And I was like, watch this with me. He's like, it's yeah. a horror movie. And I was like... I mean, ish. It's like, like people are getting cut up. It's under the umbrella. I mm-hmm. mean, if you if you've seen this film, it's this murderer murdering based on the seven deadly sins mm-hmm. and the way that they are murdered, especially the last one, is incredibly Ooh. gruesome yeah. and very. It, I mean, horror is a big umbrella, mm-hmm. and psychological thrillers kind of fall in there and i would definitely put Mm -hmm. that in this category but what's interesting is you don't actually see these people getting murdered like you don't see what happens to lust you just hear about it afterwards and see pictures of like the instruments used which Which it's pretty cool that you don't have to see that but it still terrifies you even after yeah because you basically just see the crime scene Mm -hmm. and like the aftermath so like sloth sloth has always stuck in my head I that guy which he's alive how and that poor person yeah killed him over like a year yeah yeah so when we were watching this I because everybody knows what's in the box what's in the box what's in the fucking box <laughs> but a lot of people don't know where it comes from it's one of those mm-hmm. things that's just made its way into pop culture mm-hmm. and you're kind of like everybody knows somewhere over the rainbow mm-hmm. the song this is very different, but, you yeah, know, everybody knows exactly. what's in the box. Mm-hmm. And so I looked at Brad, and he was like, what are you watching? And I was like, what's in the box? He was like, I don't know. Like, I know, but I don't know. And I was like, mm. oh, it's from it's from I'm, Seven. I'm sad for you. But now you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was – sometimes he'll watch movies with me, and it really pisses me off because I'll look over, and he'll, like, be on his phone or, like, falling asleep or something. He wasn't. Good. He was, he, he was like, really into it the whole time. Good. And I was like, this I is a great movie. you – really good movie like, i forgot how good this was and yeah. i'm watching it going fuck this movie's good well when i told him i was like morgan freeman brad pitt and he's like oh wow well, yeah I was like, yeah it's <laughs> it's not just like a little mm-hmm. horror movie from the 90s because let's be honest horror from the 90s was exactly. it was not our best decade <laughs> no this is definitely one opinion. where you go this is the 90s the what? only thing that really dated this was the fucking computers at the police station Mm-hmm. With that green, you know, mm-hmm. night Windows ninety five text. Exactly. Other than that, or honestly, the actors that they chose because well, right. Gwyneth Paltrow is great, but she's not like nowadays. Yeah. A top celebrity. Right. Well, she's got goop now. Yeah, <laughs> she does. Healing stickers. And yeah, she doesn't need to be a big celebrity now. Yeah. She did Shallow Hal, and <laughs> she was in the Iron Man and Avengers movies. She's fine. Those were a while ago. That's true. 
pepper. Forgetting how fast that time goes. Yeah, that's true. It's not like she's a main player anyways, but Mm -hmm. I don't really like her personally, but that's neither here nor there. I think if you're trying to sell like $300 sheets of stickers to heal diseases, you're a shitty ass person, but that's again. No, that's fair. I love her mom. Her mom's really cool, but yeah, right. This movie actually scares me in a lot of ways because as if you've listened to us, you know, for a while now, or even if you're still catching up on episodes, which hi, welcome. (sighs) Everybody knows that what scares me the most is religion and hell and demon not this doesn't have any demons in it but it does bring in but the religious aspect. religion exactly and just what surrounds it and talking anything about like revelations or hellfire or it just it just it makes me uncomfortable mm-hmm. it's really spooky <laughs> and <laughs> we were talking before we started recording you know let's let's just see if we can name the seven deadly sins okay okay who wants to go first or just Wrath. go together Sloth, mm-hmm. greed, gluttony, um, lust. Did I say lust already? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't okay, think so. Okay, okay. We should have written this down. We should have. We um, I literally practiced this. All right, hold on. Okay, here we go. Go, go. You got All this. All right, greed. So you always forget one, right? Lust, wrath, sloth, gluttony. Uh, pride. That's six. Greed, lust, wrath, sloth, gluttony, pride, envy. Yep. There we go. Forgetting one. And it's not ever the same one. It's like ever, I can go right? through. Yeah. So um, again, greed, lust, wrath, sloth. Oh my god. Greed, lust, wrath, sloth, gluttony, pride, envy. Uh huh. They're your seven deadly sins. Yes. Not in like Any Dante's order. Inferno order <laughs> no. or anything like that. Uh, also, Paradise Lost, Dante's Inferno, those kind of things scare me, too. Really? I just really don't like hell stuff, which is weird because Dante's Inferno is one of my favorite video games ever. Oh, so much fun. Yeah. We've played that together, at mm-hmm. least partially. Yeah. We got to, like, the booby tongues and gluttony. I think we got... <laughs> to lust? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why don't there be booby tongues and booby gluttony? Tongues. <laughs> no, I think you we got... You have too many... I think we got tongue too nipples gluttony. and gluttony. <laughs> I don't remember what we got to. I finished the game a couple times, but together, it doesn't matter. But yeah, that was, doesn't matter. Never mind. Like, I can't stop thinking about the way that they portrayed Cleopatra in that. Yeah. With the, the tongue nipples. That's just terrifying. And the vagina catcher, the barbed um, thing that shoots out the. That shoots out the penis to grab people. Ca- yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. And then you walk through all these vaginas and stuff. Play the game. It's great. <laughs> They're like. Mm. <laughs> So, just talking about the de- seven deadly sins, what what's your uh, deadly sin here? All right. Let me look at the list again. Okay. I mean, I have I have a little bit of an anger problem, but I don't think it's wrath. No, I wouldn't say you're wrathful. I'm a fairly prideful person. I don't think it's that. No, I agree. I think you can be pride, proud without yeah. it being a deadly... I characteristic. Think the one that hits closest to home would be probably envy. Not for like I don't care about my looks that much or about like having a nice car or huge things like that that everybody gets all envious and jealous about, but I'm more like envious of people's lives. Like you went on that crazy vacation, oh, I wanted to do that. And now I hate you for it. <laughs> Time thing. You're the worst. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, and we get very protective of, like, people we love, too, and that can be 
that's my biggest problem. Yeah. I have codependency problems. So yeah. along with that, envy just works or right. doesn't. Well, it plays off of codependency. Yeah. And it's terrible. Like, yeah. I've told you, I get this is messed up, but I get jealous that I have to deal with when you go hang out with other friends. Like, you <laughs> like you should. I'm your person. And you are my person. <laughs> no, I understand, though. Like, I personally, this is not an attack on you. I've never really struggled with envy or mm-hmm. jealousy too much. Maybe little things here and, here and there. Definitely when I was younger, you know. This is not super – this is kind of personal. Like, you yeah, talked about this is quote. really personal for me. So, actually, looking at this list – What's yours? Um, Probably gluttony, to be perfectly honest with you. So, again, that one is kind of like the – especially when you look at the murders, gluttony is the one they start with. And you see this mm-hmm. big, giant, like, 600-pound man that ate himself to death. That like couldn't leave his house. That one disturbed me. Like, the most out of all of these, except for maybe lust. But that one didn't disturb me because of what happened. It's how it happened. Yeah, how terrifying that could be. Yeah, right, which we'll get into in a minute. But so going into the movie, obviously you have these two detectives. You've got Morgan Freeman's character. He's been through some shit. He's retiring. And you can tell that it is going to stay with him for the rest of his Mm -hmm. life. It, To my knowledge, doesn't really tell you what city they're from, but it kind of reminds me of, like, like a, a Chicago or, or New Chicago, York. Like exactly. one of those big metropolitan ones. Where you're seeing the fucked up shit because exactly. you're like in the inner city. Mm-hmm. And especially when you've been doing it for 30 something years. Mm-hmm. And Brad's Pitt character requested to be transferred here because he's kind of like white savior. Yeah. Like he wants he to wants make a to difference. And you can tell that they came from a small town because you yeah. hear from Gwyneth Paltrow later about how she hates the big city. And, and she was a teacher. Her. And yeah. yeah. And which is sad because they don't have children at this point mm-hmm. and they just kind of she just followed her husband and was mm-hmm. like okay whatever well, they were you like want. high school sweethearts they yeah don't know anybody else and right yeah. so the first murder that they go on together out of this series of murders is a gluttony uh, you don't know that right off the bat because morgan freeman doesn't discover actually the word gluttony until they find another murder with a mm-hmm. different with greed written in blood I think it was Greed. That was the second one, the mm-hmm. attorney. Mm-hmm. So you've got this poor man that it was housebound. He mm-hmm. was so big. He was housebound. It's very much like my 600-pound life-esque. You know, yeah. can't do anything for himself, has to have people come and do things for him. Or if he does get out, it's very limited. Mm-hmm. And so he literally just made him eat until he yeah. his stomach fucking Like they burst. find receipts that this guy went out and got him more food yeah. and brought him back. They and find a pail that he threw up in. Yeah. So he could eat more. And his stomach seems just like he hemorrhaged. Yeah, his stomach basically blew up and killed him. And so this is incredible. You know, at this point, I feel like the people we're talking to are like our friends, (laughs) even though I'm sure there are people out there that have never interacted with us or talked Mm -hmm. to us or anything. Um, But I say gluttony because I am – so I'm just going to say it. Like I've talked to you about this in depth and – and I don't really talk about it like publicly, but food's one of those things that when I was growing up, it was always either comforting or a reward mm-hmm. or a, sh- a sign of love, especially being from the South. Oh, yeah. I so, bet. you know, when people wanted to say, I love you, they made you something, but it was like food. If people wanted to say, like, I'm sorry, they made you food. If mm-hmm. people wanted to have a party, it was like all about what are we eating? And, mm-hmm. and that was just very much like something, or if I did something right let's go get mcdonald's you know and it started a really bad pattern of behavior so to where like now if i'm stressed out i don't drink i don't smoke but i'll definitely turn to food so that's why i feel like gluttony is like 
I have to like ride that line very carefully because it can mm-hmm. turn into a huge problem for me. So. Yeah, I feel like that's something that we've done negatively to our children, like our generation specifically. Yeah. And I really hope that we as parents don't make the same mistake because yeah. I think that handing it out as rewards and stuff gets to be a little too much. You're going to constantly be doing things. You're constantly going to feed them. Mm-hmm. And the whole clean your plate thing, I think that's a misstep. Like I, I understand agree. making them take smaller portions. I get that. But that's uh, that's Connor's biggest problem is he was always taught you clean your plate and that caused him to have weight problems. Yeah. So don't, don't do that. Well, and I've struggled with that my entire life. And like I said, you, I've talked to you about this in depth. I've talked to my therapist about this in depth. It's been something I've struggled with since I was an adult because, you know, if you build these cognitive bridges when you're young, like food is a reward, food is also comforting. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're sad. Let's go get an ice cream. You know, things like that. And we're going like way like boop, like this is not the movie, mm-hmm. but it is having to do with these sins. You know, mm-hmm, we'll probably talk exactly. about these sins a little bit as we go. When it comes down to uh, a trauma or Mm -hmm. uh, a loss or something like that and your only coping mechanism is what you've been taught when you were younger and if that was food and that was something that stuck with you that's why people get to 600 pounds it Mm -hmm. never just happens because they're disgusting human beings Mm -hmm. and that's what i hate about how we view you know yeah we have an obesity problem but if you look deeper than that i'm sure most obese people also have an Mm -hmm. addiction problem or trauma and then they're not being helped they're just being laughed at well gluttony is essentially just an addiction problem you can be addicted to anything you're addicted to food or the fact that i just told you envy is my biggest problem same i learned that from family exactly i learned to be envious of other people yeah so it's the things that we teach our children exactly so it just makes me sad like this one specifically made me sad because i am very lucky that i caught my problem you know, before I was three, four, five, six hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. But I, I could, I relate to that, man. Like, again, super personal, and you guys can make fun of me. This is kind of embarrassing, but like, when I see like things like my six hundred pound life or like whatever these like documentaries are, and people are like making fun of these people and like looking at them like they're, you know, like freak show. It's, it's a lot more than that. I mean, I know we have shows like Intervention that shows the drug addict and we gawk at them too, but it's just the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, drug addict just, is skinny mm-hmm. you know and they can hide it a little bit better for a while yeah. yes until they depending can't. on the addiction mm-hmm. yeah you know i know some people that are very high functioning alcoholics and they're nine to five you would never know it exactly you know so it's the same thing with food it's just with food you actually physically put it on you, you can't know hide it as easily so we're just walking around with an obesity problem but a lot of the times it's unresolved trauma grief loss abuse that people are just coping and so as a society coming swing coming back around to how we deal with mental health care Mm -hmm. is is a conversation that needs to be had but that has not much to do with this movie (laughs) sorry guys that's what these are all about well right when we're talking about which deadly sins we would be obviously that's incredibly personal because those are the worst parts of us yeah that you have to admit to deep down you know because i could easily have gone oh it's pride but i'm not that prideful i can't admit that yeah well if somebody hurt your pride and you did something wrong you would be able to admit it and suck it up exactly you know, people that have problems with pride would can't. not exactly. be able to do that so they go to this murder scene and again <laughs> it's <laughs> gluttony and we already talked about all the shit that he was feeding him and just watching him it, and it's very saw like you know, yeah. this came before Saw. I think Saw came out in 2004. This came out in 95. So mm-hmm. there's... The film style and everything. It's very... Dark. I mean, and it's an art house film. That's what it's supposed to do. Yeah. It basically... They learned a lot of tricks from Italian art house horror films and things like that. Well, especially when you look at... This was directed by David Fincher, who did Fight Club. 
Yes, you know, exactly. shit like that. Like that's it, why he loves Brad Pitt, and that's why he's in it. But yeah, yeah. so. Of course, you've got – it's very – the storyline is not complicated no. as, as far as the characters go. These two cops, we have a young, guns a kid <laughs> that wants to come in, and then we've got this older man ready to retire. He's seen it all, and he has no faith in this younger kid because he's too emotional. He doesn't know how to right. rein it in. So they're coming at this from very different angles. And Morgan Freeman's kind of like that that cop that's he's incredibly intelligent mm-hmm. or he's a detective but incredibly intelligent he's figuring out all the stuff and brad pitt's like reading the spark notes of paradise lost because he's <laughs> right, not exactly. he's not you know he doesn't know enough to mm-hmm. be able to dive into that and analyze it so you've got gluttony and then you find you get greed mm-hmm. and greed is an attorney mm-hmm. which if if you would think of one profession that's like the epitome of greed. No offense. I know actually a couple people I went to high school with went to law school and they're good ass people. And I'm not saying. Yeah. But attorneys come up a lot. Right. You know. And well, especially defense, defense attorneys. attorneys. Yeah. Because what are you doing? You're literally selling your soul for people that probably are bad. Mm-hmm. And having to lie to, you yeah. know, get them off. And... For doing terrible things. They could have murdered people. They could have raped people. They could have done anything. And you're supposed, you're legally supposed to get them off. And what are you doing it for? Money. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it comes down to. Oh, Whether life. we yeah. all have to do it, we yeah. all need money in this world to survive. Exactly. That's what it comes down to. And unfortunately, we're, unfortunately, or fortunately for some people, if this is your thing, we're capitalists. <laughs> and <laughs> so it is our, we're literally trained from birth to make money. Yes. You know, literally, I mean, yeah. that's your first thing. You get an allowance and things like that, right? You want to go buy candy at the grocery or at the you store. You got to earn it. Do your chores. Exactly. Yeah. Or I was even looking at something on Facebook. I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but this little girl wanted to make lip gloss. Mm-hmm. And her mother gave her a loan and made her sign a contract. This little girl is like seven or eight that it would have no interest, but she has to pay her back. And they started an Etsy store and all this stuff. And she was like, I'm teaching her valuable business lessons. And I was like, that's really cool. But also there was a part of me that was a little sad. No, definitely. Like I felt that as you were telling the story, but yeah. I kind of understood it as well. Like, yeah, you're the one who needs to teach her those lessons. Good job. Yeah. But that is sad. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and this little girl's lip glosses are taken off. Good. And she went viral. Uh, but it was, you know, teaching a child to sign a contract and what interest is mm-hmm. and paying back money, like very valuable lessons that honestly, we don't get taught those things in high school, elementary no. school, middle school, even college, mm-hmm. unless you specifically take like a budgeting or economics course, which is even too that, expensive. I took to an elect- economics course in yeah, high school. Yeah, yeah they don't teach shit. you that. Yeah, they just teach you the different types of economies exactly. and how they work. <laughs> so. I don't care. Yeah. Teach me how to balance my checkbook. Teach me things like that that I'm actually going to use in the real fucking world. Taxes. Taxes. A huge thing. You need to teach people more what filing zero, one, two. You need to teach people in school what that is. Yeah. I mean, I hire people and I give them their tax stuff and like literally every time they're like, I don't know how to do this. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. None of us do. None of us do. (laughs) Literally. No one teaches us. If you file... This, 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 they'll take more money. If you file zero, they're going to take no money, but you're going to have a small paycheck, but you'll get a hell of a refund. That's That's basically what society knows is to file zero unless you have a family and you need more money. Like, that's it. Yeah. So How sad is that? But when you think of greed, you know, attorneys come into it a lot. Defense attorneys come into it a lot. And Mm -hmm. this defense attorney basically had to mutilate his own body. Yeah. He had to give a pound of flesh Mm -hmm. of his own. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they were talking about, like, if you could give a pound of, pound of flesh, what would you cut off? And they were talking about how, like, he sliced off his love handles. And Yeah. It makes me eesh. think of uh, Saw does that in one of them. Uh-huh. That they have to 
give them so much flesh and a girl uh, a girl cuts off her arm i remember that i don't think i could do that though yeah the way this movie is shot and styled it's i have already talked to you about this but sometimes when i watch the movies that we watch i take just a little picture or a boomerang or something for our instagram story and i do a quiz and i just say what am i watching Mm -hmm. and this one was hard because i took a picture of the attorney like they were looking at crime scene photos and oh, okay. one came up of the attorney and it said like he cut off whatever this pound of skin or he had to cut through his own flesh. And I was like, what is it? Saw one, saw two, seven. And like you, I got so many people with the saw movies because it I looks bet. so similar. Yeah. And I mean, they've done similar things in saw. I don't know how James Wan didn't take any inspiration from this. I'm not saying it's a copycat movie because it's not. Right. Well, I'm sure he definitely did. I mean, you, Kind of have to. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how. And there are a lot of movies that have. So this is not the first time a piece about the Seven Deadly Sins has been done before or after. Mm-hmm. A big one was Dexter, a season mm-hmm. of Dexter, all about them tracking a killer that killed based on the Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah, that one's pretty interesting. It was a really good season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Actually, pretty good show mm-hmm. if you haven't watched it. But uh, there were a couple. The Devil's Advocate, Drag Me to Hell, came up when I was looking. Shazam came up the dc (laughs) movie i haven't seen it i can't attest to that but it was like number one was shazam and number two was seven and i was like (laughs) interesting huh yeah so i think as human beings it's just one of those things that fascinates us like are we really gonna go to hell because Mm -hmm. we want too much money or we eat too much or we're lazy Mm -hmm. or you know all if i'm jealous am i gonna go to hell no matter what i do i have a show that i watch where it's each episode is one of them Mm -hmm. it's it was a mini series but i watch that all the time because it's fascinating and Mm -hmm. it brings real people on that talk about how i got through this sin or things like that yeah sins are spooky Mm -hmm. and if all sins should be created equal basically like if you're looking at the new testament then what makes these like deadly and adultery not Mm -hmm. you know what i mean which I guess could go with lust, you know. Well, but... the problem is that they're not looked at the same. Yeah. Especially, I mean, Dante's Divine Comedy, that's the number one thing on the Seven Deadly Sins. And yeah. he doesn't treat them all the same. Yeah. They're not treated the same. Like, lust is one of those he treats as not very bad. Like, everyone everyone wants to have sex. Everyone has fun with sex. So how can lust be that bad? You yeah. have to do it. You have to do it to procreate, just like you have to eat. Yeah. Well, what's, I don't remember, what's the worst one? The worst Greed one is, is pride. up there, right? Pride. Pride, pride is pride. the worst. That's where Satan is in the the center Got it. of pride. Yeah. I didn't read it. So. I did. Yeah. I played the game. <laughs> I did that too. <laughs> and moving into the murders, he's also leaving like these subtle clues. He's one of those killers that's definitely like a psychopath or a sociopath. Like yeah. very, very high intelligence levels, likes to play games with people. Mm-hmm. He's always playing a game with these detective and he's leaving these little clues. Like uh, he flipped a painting upside down mm-hmm. and he's he's sending messages. And Morgan Freeman's character is definitely Summer, Detective Somerset. His name is, is getting into – he's going to the library reading Paradise Lost and the Divine Comedy and all these things. Exactly. So well, That's how you get into his head. Yeah. Figure out who the fuck he is and why. Right. Exactly. So – we move from greed into sloth, mm-hmm. which this one is interesting because you yeah. feel bad for the guy, but he's also a drug dealer and a he's child molester. Not the best guy. No, so but it's at the like, same time, would you want anybody treated this way? I don't know. I guess maybe. It's hard. I mean, if if you were going to treat anybody this way, treat a child molester this way. Yeah, to be perfectly honest, exactly. Yeah. But at the same time, it is so intense. He kept him there for a fucking year. Yes. Like so this. the sloth comes in 
because he kills him over time, over mm-hmm. a year. Like, and he's like strapped and he's emaciated, but he's and there's alive. All those fucking car trees everywhere. So the smell. Like, I've smelled those. They're not that intense. Yeah. <laughs> they have shit. the little car air freshener trees yeah. tied from the ceiling all over the place. But I guess he just replaces them so often because nobody smelled him. Mm. Nobody knew. I didn't think of the fact that, yeah, he definitely goes back and replaces that stuff. Yeah. Ew. He went that. back a lot. Yeah. To basically take care of him enough to survive. Yeah. So. That makeup took 14 hours. For that character? Yes. 14 hours. Oh my God. That's like. That's more than a day's work. <laughs> and he took daily photographs of the victim to show, yeah. like, the progression mm-hmm. of what he was doing to him. But he's never going to be able to talk about it. He's too he fucked up. He ate his tongue. Yeah. He ate his fucking tongue. Yeah. I can't imagine being that hungry or whatever that you did that. I would just let myself starve. I, well, he probably won't let him. Yeah. But. Exactly. And starving's got to be really painful. I couldn't imagine something more painful than starving. I but feel at like least that's terrible. most people that starve, this is going to sound fucked up, but they starve quickly. This guy's being kept alive just yeah. enough. He's basically edging him into exactly. being alive. <laughs> and usually you starve enough basically to have a heart attack, and he's keeping him just alive enough to not do that. Which is, he's got to be incredibly intelligent to do that. And yeah. no where I mean. That's the one that always sticks with me the most. Sloth. Yeah. He's so creepy. And the cops' reactions were real in there the, really? the SWAT team that go in there they yeah. didn't tell them that that body was gonna make move it all so when he moves and the SWAT team's like holy fucking shit that's real <laughs> that's funny mm-hmm. I love when directors do that I, I know. know I've said that before but getting those genuine reactions is super fun it's the best and so they are able to use FBI library records illegally obtained mm-hmm. to... which now is legal mm-hmm. it wasn't back then in 95 but now we have the patriot act and all that shit ain't got no privacy nope so they are able to crack track him down by his library information so to see who's checking out things like paradise lost and dante's right. inferno and all that stuff that they've been reading that they've been checking up on us forever yeah anarchist cookbook and all that shit exactly which you can just buy on amazon i know right i mean i'm sure you get flagged but exactly <laughs> like, like add another one to that one <laughs> yeah these fucking kids, man. <laughs> so they figure out who he is. They go to his apartment. So there, there's a chase that ensues because as soon as he sees him at his apartment, he starts shooting at him. Mm-hmm. And so he actually catches up to Brad Pitt in the chase or Brad Pitt almost gets him. He falls and he holds a gun to Brad Pitt's head and spares him because mm-hmm. he's not done messing with him yet. Mm-hmm. Because Now he's a target, too. Yeah, because, you know, he is needed later. Yeah. For something else. He's a really great candidate for a sin. Which you would... Th- I, Brad Pitt's character is very passionate, but he's not very smart. No. I mean, he's not stupid either, but yeah, no. he kind of just jumps in. But he's impulsive. Exactly. Which is dangerous. And that's exactly. what Morgan Freeman's character is there to, you know, like, to stop can you think about doing. this for a fucking mm-hmm. second? But they are able to get into his apartment and they see that there are hundreds of, like, like I don't know, what do you say? Like, he almost had, like, 2,000 notebooks full of just this guy's thoughts. Yeah, they were actually all real. They were written. It took them two months to write them. And it cost them $15,000 for those books that are on the shelves. Morgan Freeman, actually, the character makes a comment that it would take all the cops two months to read them all. And that was a nod to the fact that it took, took them, them two months, two months to, to write them. them. Mm-hmm. And he said even if he had like a shit ton of, mm-hmm. yeah. So they obviously see that he is real fucked up. He also yeah. sees that he's been taking pictures of 
Brad Pitt because yep. he pretended to be a paparazzi and Brad Pitt told him to go the fuck away. Mm-hmm. And so he's actually seen him and kind of met him before, yeah. which is always scary because I watch a lot of special victims unit or I used to. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they have a lot of these like obsessive, like, you know, play mind games and yeah. stuff. And those are always the best episodes <laughs> when, they're, when they're written well. Right. So the next sin that they discover is lust. Yes. And obviously they're going to get a prostitute for this victim because what portrays lust better than paying someone that you don't know for sex? Right. Before we get there, though, like right before. No, no, no. This is a cool thing. The place that they go to is called Wild Bill's Leather Shop. Who makes really fucked up bondage things. Yes. I mean, Wild Bill Leather Shop. Sounds an awful lot like that, right? Yeah. I I enjoy those little things in movies. Good job. Yeah. (sighs) This has just made me go... Like my whole, all of my insides just like coiled up and like retreated inside my body. Yeah. Because Literally when they the get to the scene, thing. there's a man on the ground, like shaking and sobbing, and he's really fucked up. And you're like, what got you so fucked up? And you can see that there is the body of a woman on the bed. Mm-hmm. What you don't see is how she died. Yeah. You see it like real quick. Yeah. And. What it was, they went to this leather shop to kind of track down this guy because they found, like, a receipt when they were in the killer's apartment. And his all they know about him is his name is John Doe, mm-hmm. which everybody knows. It is. It's, yeah. yeah. That's what they put on driver's licenses, sample pictures, <laughs> you know. Exactly. Yeah. And so it is a bondage suit. So this is really sexual, but they, you, they have, like, strap-ons and bondage suits, mm-hmm. like, for – lesbians people that want to pegging is a Mm -hmm. thing i'm not going to explain it you can look it up um or just to like put different things there that you know for couples so um but this one had a knife blade like huge fucking and curved yep and he forced this guy to use it on her with a gun to his head and that's how she died i think I would have been shot. I would never have done that to somebody. It's I would just, just you can fucking kill I me. Think that's, that's fine. Bullshit. Like yeah. when he says he forced me, pulled a gun on me. Are you fucking you? How? How do you convince yourself to do that? Because I, I don't think I could. No, I I guarantee you I could. Maybe it's my conviction, and I and I've uh, been depressed before, and I was like, eh, I don't really care if I die. Not right now. I'm just saying, like, no, no, I no. have been there before. Yeah. But even aside, I I I would rather die than know that I did that to somebody else. Like. Yeah. You can kill me. That's fine. I'd been like, you can fucking kill me. Like, because you're not going to do it. Exactly. You're having somebody else do it. You don't have the guts to do it either. Exactly. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying anything mean here. Just curious. Is that a difference because it's a man doing that to a woman where he doesn't, because I don't know what getting kicked in the nuts would feel like. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't know what that would feel like otherwise. Yeah. So is that part of the disconnect? I don't know. I think that people are just selfish. Yeah. And I think that, you know, and that's fine. Like, if you're going to be selfish about anything, it should be your life. Yeah, um, but... But damn. I would just die. Yeah, you would just have to kill me. I'm not going to do that to somebody else. Even a guy. I mean, there'd be... If somebody was like, kick this dude in the nuts and I'll let you live, I'd be like, sorry, bro. But if somebody was like, you know, you're going to have you're to, gonna like, chop cut his, his off. Penis. Yeah, exactly, well, yeah, right? I'd probably just say you're going to have to kill me. Yeah, that's where I don't... I don't get it because I empathize with this character literally not at all. I'm sure there's people out there that would do yeah, that. But no. Yeah, you see him later, you know, crying and shaking to the cop. And he's like, oh, God. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm and like, he's, you piece of fucking shit. And also, aside from that, you have to li- – okay, let's just say that you 
because this character does he does it he's never going to be the same again he you can tell that he is fucked up he is traumatized having regular sex after that never you you're never gonna have sex again you're never gonna be okay again i mean this guy's talking like institutionalized trauma i would rather die than than deal with with all that yeah i mean even people this is really fucked up too but even people that are drunk drivers mm-hmm. and kill somebody often commit suicide exactly. because of how guilty they feel i would rather die yeah one thousand percent she didn't like she's a prostitute it's not like she killed anybody sex work is sex work is exactly sex work. who gives a fuck what somebody does that it's not even illegal in all of the united states <laughs> like you exactly. can go to las vegas and i there, i have no problem with sex work stripping camming prostituting you know if if you are good with that mm-hmm. and that's what you want to do to make your money girl you make your money you do not deserve to die exactly or can we talk about the fact that all prostitutes are not driven by lust most of it is a money thing they have to do this and so also, it's not like she wanted to be screwed right then and there by him yeah she had to she was getting paid for it yeah there is a there was it's been a a couple of years since I've seen it, a Netflix documentary called Whore's Glory. Mm-hmm. And it follows prostitutes in three different countries. Mm-hmm. Taiwan. I think I've seen it. Bangladesh Mexico? and Mexico. I've seen it. It's so good. It's really good. So and bad. you can see like, yes, some prostitutes are forced into it. You've got mm-hmm. really horrible things like human trafficking and abuse and things that just land them there but you've got some women that are like yeah i just sex is sex it doesn't matter it's a biological thing animals do it and they don't do it for pleasure like it doesn't fucking matter Mm -hmm. and that's okay like if you can do that then i told more more people who can do that me too like they're even if we're totally on a tangent even if we're not talking about people cheating on their wives or anything there's single guys out there who need to be with someone at some point you can't always use your hand forever i mean i guess you can but come on well, and also, what you see a lot is sometimes people are just lonely. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fucked up if you're, like, cheating on somebody with a prostitute. But if you're single and the prostitute is consenting, like, mm-hmm. and you're paying her well, then do you, sis? Exactly. I don't care. Yeah. So the next one, uh, Lust is followed up by, this one's pretty fucked up, by Pride. So mm-hmm. this one would be like you said the worst of the worst sin but that's not where we end no so it's a model so Mm -hmm. currently it'd probably be like an instagram model but back Mm -hmm. then in the 90s she was a model model and he basically told her he cut off like her nose and disfigured her face and said if you call for help you will live Mm -hmm. but you will be disfigured otherwise here's some pills kill Mm -hmm. yourself and she chose to kill herself because she didn't want to live disfigured. But I don't know if I would have done any different. Literally. Aside from the fact that I wouldn't be able to model anymore, now it goes back to the trauma thing. You've been traumatized by someone cutting your nose off while you're awake, slicing the skin off of your face. And it's literally on your face. Everyone's going to bring it up to you over and mm-hmm. over again. You're going to have to relive that. Yeah. It's like, you know, you watch some do- like uh, burn victim documentaries and things like that, how they talk about how, you know... Of course, a lot of them would rather be alive than dead. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm not no. saying if you're disfigured, you should be dead. But you're going to have to <laughs> Don't relive twist that. my words. <laughs> over and over again. But especially if it was something where you were, you know, somebody invaded your home and traumatized you. What if your whole family of, died in that fire? Out you? of nothing but cruelty, though. And that's the thing. Like, you just saw not this is going to but the ugliest part of humanity yeah. I would be so scared for the rest of my life that it was going to happen again. Yep. I would never be able to sleep. I would never be able to live alone. Yep. 
and you would just take so much from me that I don't know, aside from my face being disfigured, let's just say I don't care about that, which I'm not saying I don't, but I would just never feel safe ever again in my yeah. entire life. I would have taken the pills. Yeah. 1000%. Yeah. So I don't know. Like people are like, oh my God, she'd rather be dead than ugly. Mm, that for the movie. Yes. But in if this were yeah. to happen, which it has in real life, exactly. I don't. It's I, so shallow of an explanation when they do that. Yeah. When they do the, you'll be disfigured your whole life. Maybe that's not why she did it. Yeah. That's kind of mean. But okay. And maybe it was. If yeah. it is, that is shallow. But I would have okay, done it because I would have never felt safe again. Yeah. Like, you know. So, right after this murder scene, they head back to the police station. And John Doe comes and turns himself in. Mm-hmm. And he has been slicing off his fingertips, which is why they didn't find a single fingerprint in his apartment anywhere. Detective. Detective. So creepy. He's just wandering yeah. into a police station Detective. with bloody fucking hands. And, and nobody. They're all just kind of like, hmm. Yeah, he's meant to be here. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. You don't have a receptionist who's like, no, sir, you can't go back there. Nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Just walk on in. (laughs) Now we have metal detectors to get anywhere. (laughs) But so he walks and he turns himself in. And of course, they're smart enough to be like, there's no way that he would turn himself in. Yeah, there's something going on. Yeah. And on a side note, at this point, Brad Pitt's wife detective mill's wife has met detective somerset Mm -hmm. and even confided in him as a friend that she's pregnant and doesn't know if she wants to keep it or not because Mm -hmm. of where they live and the world that they're they would bring a child up in Mm -hmm. and all this stuff so just keep in mind you know i'm sure most of you have seen this and know what's coming but he turns himself in and then he basically says that he will take them to the last two bodies and he does (laughs) <laughs> and they go out in the middle of nowhere and somebody delivers a box. Is there mm-hmm. anything you would like to say before I get into the box? The only thing I want to say is this ending originally New Line hated and Brad Pitt said that he wouldn't do the movie unless this ending was done, which is pretty cool. Do you know what the alternative ending was? I don't. Darn. Okay. But it was probably very shallow. Yeah. Like they wanted better ratings, I'm sure. Yeah. So it's really fucked up. Like even Brad was talking to katie about it the next day and was like that is a fucked up movie mm-hmm. <laughs> so they go out there and a box is delivered morgan freeman's character goes to get the box open the box and you know then we get the what's, what's in the box? box what's in the fucking box and at this point the killer john doe has been telling brad pitt because they're alone together while morgan freeman's character goes off and gets the box you know i envy you i envy your family i envy your wife but he makes a comment though that we don't talk about enough in the film and need to talk about more because it freaks me out. He talks about how he went to Brad Pitt's house mm-hmm. and he tried to play husband. Oh yeah, what he raped the her fuck? too. I would think that he like yeah, right? Like raped that's her, cooked her dinner. How do like, we just let that one go? Tied her up. I'm sure that he like tied her up yeah. or something and went through like a whole day's worth yep. of being a family because he was gone. Terrifying. He slept at the police station one night. He didn't even come home. Yeah. So he's been doing this. Of course, you know. I think that as you know a wife of a detective she's like you know she understands that Mm -hmm. something's happening and it's happening every single day and they need to catch this killer yeah but as a detective or somebody chasing a really dangerous serial killer i would probably send my family away yeah or at least like you don't call her i would call her like multiple times a day yeah because when they need some sanity when they walk into the police station he's they tell him hey your wife called and he's like okay whatever and then he turns himself in so she was probably calling him while he was there yeah 
you know, and if he would just answered that phone or called her back. Exactly. But he keeps telling him that he envies him and that he envies his family and went to play husband and she didn't like that. And that she begged for her life and the life of the baby inside her. Mm -hmm. He didn't know that his wife was pregnant. And as I'm sure you know from pop culture or if you've seen the movie, his wife's head is in the box. Yeah. And the only thing I didn't like as far as the acting is when he's screaming, what's in the box? He does this, oh, God, thing. And I was like, that really took me out of it. Mm -hmm. But. I could see that. Like, I was fine with it, but I could see that. Yeah. I was like, do we have to do that? But I, you know, understand he was trying to portray shock and denial. And Mm -hmm. I was reading reviews about this. And so, obviously, Brad Pitt is now wrath. because he he, literally tells him, turn to wrath, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. And he does. Mm -hmm. He takes his gun and he wants to kill him. And Morgan Freeman's character, Somerset, is telling him, if you do this, he will win. Do not Mm -hmm. kill him. Give me your gun. You know, let's lock him up. All these things. And Brad Pitt's character loses basically and he shoots him and really quick yeah in case anybody else is confused only because we read reviews where people were confused john doe literally says envy is my sin he is envy yeah i was reading reviews and they're like google like did john doe finish the cycle and all this stuff and i was like Yes, he finished the cycle. He was the end yeah. of the cycle. He, he was envy. Morgan Freeman's character even says, this is what he wants. He mm-hmm. wants you to kill him because he's envious. And so he knows he needs to die. Exactly. So, and then uh, it never really tells you what happens to Brad Pitt's character. They just say, nope. we're going to take care of him. Away. Mm-hmm. And then they you see him in a cop car. Yeah. But they do say, we're going to take care of him. And yeah. Morgan Freeman's character is like, I'll be around, you know. So that's seven. Yeah. Guillermo del Toro was originally going to direct this. Interesting. And he didn't want to because, quote unquote, as a hopeless romantic, this was too dark for him. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I have seen your films. (laughs) What are you talking about? This was his line. (laughs) This was too dark for Guillermo del Toro. I don't know how that's like, okay. That's fascinating to me. It is incredibly dark, though. It's dark just like Fight Club is dark. I mean, this guy mm-hmm. definitely has. And you know what's interesting on my Blu-ray menu? In the beginning, it's thumbing through the notebooks. Like, mm-hmm. and it was like, go through the notebooks at the beginning. And it will, like, walk you through some Ooh, of them. I didn't I didn't have time. It was really late. Yeah. And, and then it was like, let's walk through this scene and this scene and this scene. And I thought that was really cool that yeah. they put some of that stuff in there. That is cool. For, like, super fans could go through mm-hmm. and, like, look at some of that stuff and see what he was writing. Because the one story they do read is that... He hates small talk, and this man on the train was making small talk to him, and he threw up all over him, and he could not stop laughing. Like, I wonder what else was in those fucking notebooks, Right, exactly. I mean, this movie is really awesome. The only, you know, if I had a few things to say, sometimes Brad Pitt's acting. I'm not saying he's a bad actor, but there were a few times I was like, can we not do Mm -hmm. that? Um, So I'd probably give this film a a solid, like, four, four and a half out of five. Yeah, I love all that stuff yeah i love all the seven deadly sins they're fascinating i had a great time with this movie it's dark and beautiful and amazing Mm -hmm. it's morgan freeman that's true five out of five oh my god yeah i forgot how fun this movie was until i got to watch it again yeah it's great fun is a word that is subjective so just know if you watch this fun for a horror geek it's fun yeah right it's like a roller coaster ride of stuff yeah definitely and you're very invested like it doesn't even feel that long no it goes real quick yeah and they don't 
spend a lot of time between murders trying to be like, what's happening? What's going on? They're no, just boom, yeah, boom, boom. Exactly. They got seven of them and you only yeah. have two hours. You got to exactly. move on. Yep. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with this and thank you for dealing with our tangents. And uh, <laughs> we are being pretty vulnerable in this episode. So we hope that that does not go. Yeah. Don't be mean, Kay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about codependency and, you know, addiction and things like mm-hmm. that. So if you're struggling with anything like that, we are definitely We're with you. We're here to listen if anybody yeah. wants to share. Not professionally, but yeah, no, yeah, feel free. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at the Exorcisters Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at the Exorcisters. You can email our Gmail at the Exorcisters at gmail.com. And as of January 2020, you can find us on Patreon, Woo! the Exorcisters Podcast, where you will get exclusive content, episodes posted monthly, exclusive entries to our world famous giveaways, <laughs> United States only. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And we like to send mail and feel good stuff if you're comfortable sending us your address. So we only have two tiers, $1 and a $5 tier. So head on over there. And thank you so much to our patrons for the continued support. You guys are awesome. And next time, beware the moon. Till then, stay creepy.